Dominic Toretto. How do you choose the ones you save? Let's race! He's coming for you with everything. You're about to learn all about fear. What's the plan, Dom? I'm not sure anymore. I never accept death when suffering is over. You made one mistake. You never took my car. See you soon, Dom. Welcome to the Strange Harbors Podcast, a weekly discussion of film, television, and pop culture. My name is Jeff Zhang, and tonight I'm joined by... Amir Toure. And Eric Wong. So this week we're checking another summer blockbuster off our list with Fast X, the 10th main title installment of the Fast and Furious franchise, and the 11th overall. The film stars Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Charlize Theron, Tyrese Ludacris, John Cena, Sung Kang, Brie Larson, and a few surprising faces that we'll get to soon enough. I want to say that our Fast and Furious 9 episode, if our listeners do not know, it is by far the most popular episode of this podcast, and I have no reason why. I have no idea why some people will like that episode. It is our most downloaded episode by at least, what, like a couple hundred downloads? I have no idea. It's yeah. wild. For our Fast 9 episode, Amir hadn't seen all of them. He'd only seen, what, one through five? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think one through five and then nine. And then nine, yeah. Yeah. But since then, you've filled in the blanks. You've seen all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went back and I think I was inspired and I went back and saw them all. Yeah. I do think five still is a peak, I think. Yeah. Oh, and this movie knows it too. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. As the introduction of like kind of the new Fast and Furious, yeah. what this franchise is going to be, right? It's kind of that statement of like, okay, we're transitioning out of- DVD heists. <laughs> these aren't just car racing moves anymore, right? We're going to be action heroes and superheroes and spies and whatever, right? Yeah. International espionage. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like five makes that transition really well. Honestly, I remember six and seven being pretty good too. Yeah, like, I don't disagree. I think I really liked the Paul Walker send off. I think that there was some fun stuff in those movies, like as far as like cool stunts, the um, the Abu Dhabi Tower stuff is yeah, just a yeah, lot of yeah. fun. Like that stuff is pretty damn good. I want to say. With Seven, the Paul Walker send-off, probably the most tasteful bringing a dead guy back to life ever. I don't think it's quite as ghoulish as some of the other stuff we've seen in other movies, like Peter Cushing. Yeah, and- because they do it to, like, explicitly to, like, give him, a like, an in-universe send-off, right? Like, it's Yeah, yeah. I mean, he died in the middle to, like, of production. Like, yeah, like... Yeah, and they work together with his brother and his family... They all got like, brother, right? um, are they twins? I don't know if they're twins because there's two brothers. There's two Walker oh, really? brothers. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So I think they that. both stood in for him. It looked pretty good. Yeah, I think it was pretty gracefully done uh, with the Paul Walker sent off. So I, I like Seven. I have a soft spot for Seven. I like Seven. Yeah, the brother's actually a lot younger, not a twin even remotely. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, I would say generally, like every movie in this franchise, I can find something I enjoy about it, right? Like uh, an action set piece, or you know, something that stands out. I think amongst you know the nine or so. All right, all right fine. What is it in eight? Is it the sub? Are you gonna say the sub? Eight. <laughs> hold on eight is holy shit i don't remember what eight is it's the sub bro. eight is dom is evil with cypher oh isn't eight the zombie cars yeah yeah that shit was pretty cool i always thought that was pretty cool when she's like controlling all the cars and like just falling over the garages and stuff like yeah, all of them. Yeah, i thought yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of true. That's the all one. Right. All right, all right, fine. I'll give you that for eight. I think eight and nine are my least favorites. Yeah, I think eight and nine, you definitely hit a slump. So then what about ten? Do you guys want to lead off with what you thought? I liked ten. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? I like really? ten. I like ten. I'm not going to say it's a good movie. I don't think it's remotely, like, even a great action movie. But there was a lot more stuff in ten that I enjoyed in nine, I think. I mean. You know, introduction of a new big boy, Alan Richson, uh, hands the size of dinner plates. <laughs> He's in this one. A former bad guy who's now joining the family. You're always going to find, like, a new dead person to bring back to life. It falls into every single Fast and Furious trope, but there's a lot of stuff that was fun in this. I mean, it sure wasn't boring. There's a lot of set pieces that I liked in this, too. A lot of people are down on this one. When... I don't know. I feel like if you're going to be complaining, you should have been complaining when they ripped the safe out of the wall in five. You know no, what I mean? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I was saying coming out of the wall rules. I think, all right, I think if you're complaining about this one, you should also hate eight and nine, right? So I thought I was going to hate it. I think the first half was, maybe not the first half, but the first, yeah, first third, the first half was pretty rough. I was like, I'm like, do I hate this movie? Like, is this really <laughs> Um, but it kind of won me over as it went on. I think there were enough things in it that I liked that I put this above eight or nine. I think I tend to agree. <laughs> what about you, Derek? You hated this one? But it's not near the top. What alternate universe are we living in that, <laughs> if you guys don't remember, I'm probably the biggest champion of this franchise. You I are love, the biggest champion of this franchise. I love the fans franchise. Like, I give it a lot of leeway, but we found it, guys. This, this is, is the worst absolu- one? This is absolutely the worst one in my no opinion. Way. Wow. No way. This is so bad that it's retroactively making me have to defend Too Fast, Too Furious, which I originally thought was the worst. Wow. Fast and the Furious movie. Like, I disagree, Jeff. Like, I think the action set pieces are, like, not memorable at all. Like, I don't particularly think they're See, really great. I feel that way about eight and nine. No. I think yeah, no. Cypher is a terrible villain. She's way more interesting yep. here. I will give you the Agreed. fact that I think they have found the best villain probably in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Okay. So the thing with Jason Momoa, I think, is very, very funny because they, I think, realize that Fast Five is the best one, but they bring in a thread that nobody actually cares about. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, they realize that, you know, people love Fast Five, but... I don't know. Maybe they do realize. Because, like, the safe stuff is the best part of that movie, and it's fucking ridiculous, and it's super cool. But, come on, nobody actually gives a shit about Hernan Reyes. I didn't even remember that dude was in the movie. You know what I mean? And to have him, like, have, like, a secret son who was there the whole... Okay, this is the funniest fucking it's thing. It's kind of funny. I think it's We've funny. Given our thoughts, general thoughts, so we should probably just jump into spoilers. So, like, look. The synopsis of this movie is that Jason Momoa happens to be the son of the bad guy in Five, and now he wants revenge, right? Mm-hmm. Like, on this family that we've known throughout the Fast and Furious. I, honestly, that's all you really need to know about this movie. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Jeff, now you're getting into the whole, they're trying to retcon 
Fast and the Furious 5, right? Yes. So they don't recon Fast and Furious 5 once. They recon it twice. It's twice! It is oh the God. funniest thing I've ever seen in a movie. It is I can't. fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I don't know if it's intentional, but... Alright, I won't spoil who it is, because the second reveal we'll talk about later. But the first reveal is that, you know, Jason Momoa's there the whole time. And then... The second reveal in, like, the third act of the movie is that not only was Jason Momoa there the whole time, this another other guy character. was there the oh whole time, God. too. It was so funny. I fucking that ruled. died. That second it reveal was so, was so, was so awesome. I could not awesome. take that. I could not take it that. It was so good. I was just good. like... Because how they do it is, like, they pan over from Hernan Reyes, <laughs> and it's Jason Momoa. And like, oh, shit, he was there the whole time. And then the second time they do it, they pan from Jason Momoa to another guy. It's so fucking funny. It's so it fucking funny. It's so good. Rules. It's so uh, good. Man, I, I guess I'm having a good laugh about it. But when I was watching the movie, that was one of the more frustrating things I think I was watching. I was like, are you serious? Like... <laughs> You know what it is, Derek? And I'm the guy who is very, like I said, apologetic about this movie, but I was even starting to get, like, this is starting to get but real come soap on, opera shit. Where do you shit? draw like, the line from being entertained to being, like, frustrated? You know what I mean? Because, like, <laughs> I think I found it in this movie. So, you know, you know sorry, what Amir, what were Derek? you going to ask me? I think it's because you care about continuity um, and, like, story and shit. And this <laughs> definitely, like, fucking throws that, like, right out the window. Yeah. It feels like a comic book retcon. Right? Oh, like, yeah. in the level Absolutely. of, like, ridiculousness. It's fully insane. I actually really like both of those reveals. I thought those were good. There's a lot I, like, did like about it, especially in the first half. But I think overall, I think it kind of won me over. It sneaks in above eight and nine. Uh, it's not an all-timer or anything. But Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. All right. Why don't you talk about the things you hated, Derek? Why don't we start with that? <laughs> okay. Well, there's a lot. No, <laughs> I think one of the things I actually really didn't like about this movie is that it had no kind of respect for me as, as a fan to remember all these things that it constantly had to remind me of the alan ritson character doing the whole like spiel about let's rehash everything this team has done and explain why we have to take them seriously compounded with showing us fast five not once but twice Mm. even saying like jason momoa's character like saying the giant flaming balls like hey Oh, I got that from you guys. That's the vault. Uh, and I'm like, man, this a is little like... too meta. Yeah. And it's like, maybe I'm different than everybody else because I, I do love the franchise. Like, just I remember different. all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I guess. You don't need to remind me of it. And it was just very ham-fisted with like, have all these Easter eggs and references and then remind us of where they come from and why we love this franchise. I'm like, I do love this franchise. You don't need to play that string with me. Yeah, that's uh, fair. That's fair. Counterpoint. <laughs> Okay. I'm dumb and don't love this franchise and didn't remember the plot. So it was perfect for catching up dummies like me. And I think that there's probably a lot of people who go and like see these movies and they like them, but they probably don't really remember the plot details that well. And I think for people like us, those recaps were perfect. That's fair. And I, that's why I say, like you said, I'm built differently. Right? It's, it, you, um. you, you just, you're just built different, bro. Like it's just, this is pitched to a dumber audience than you. <laughs> Namely me. (laughs) Okay, and we should say that there's a lot of controversy that, you know, has surrounded this movie, right? First of all, and this is not just this movie. This started all the way back in Fast 9, right? Where Dwayne The Rock Johnson's like, you know, I'm not coming back because it's just impossible to work with Vin. And, you know, he's unprofessional and all that kind of stuff. And then him saying he'll never come back. But then there's also, I don't know if people remember this, like Justin Lin left this movie, you know, mid-production. 
they had to like find a different director and like bring in Louis Leterrier. And that's also over fighting with Vin Diesel, right? Yes, yes. So do we all have to agree that Vin Diesel is the asshole in this? Is that just like- <laughs> He's the problem. He's, is he the problem? <laughs> is he the problem? Because if you actually look at the story, he doesn't really have any moments with any of the cast. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, he's like all by himself most of the movie. Mm. He has like the small moments with Michelle Rodriguez's character in the beginning, but then she gets shuffled off to her own story. Mm. Tyrese and the other the crew members get, get shuffled off in their own story. They never really have any interaction except for the beginning. And then like John Cena and his son are like their own little side story, right? Like this movie is like four different movies in one. So I think that's coincidental. I don't think that's a reflection on people not getting along with Vin Diesel. Like I saw – I don't know, man. I saw him and Tyrese like – I think it was him and Tyrese goofing around on the red carpet or something and they were having a blast. Mm-hmm. They were coked to the gills and just like having so much fun. So I don't think it's a everybody hates Vin Diesel thing. I mean maybe everybody does hate Vin Diesel, but I don't think like those separate plot lines are like a strong piece of evidence for that. Mm-hmm. I do think that Justin Lin and The Rock both not being able to get along with him – does say something. I don't know if it's that obviously Vin Diesel and The Rock both have gigantic fucking egos and yeah. they can't all fit in the same room. So I don't know if it was Justin Lin who had a problem with Vin Diesel or anything, or he was like, enough of this shit. I don't want to deal with both of these guys, <laughs> you know? Um, mm-hmm. But who quit first? Do you remember? Was it The Rock or Justin Lin? It's The Rock. The Rock it was The Rock years quit. ago. That's he why wasn't The Rock back. wasn't in nine, right? Yeah. The Rock's not yeah, in nine. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I should clarify, I'm not trying to make that connection. I just thought it was a really funny coincidence that this movie, just he's just so separated from everyone. And if you are to believe the rumors, like he has a lot of control on the story, right? Like how things are laid out for the movies and having a lot of control over it. One interpretation is very purposeful. He himself maybe separated himself from the rest of the crew, right? Trying to be his own story where he doesn't have to share any kind of scenes with anybody else that isn't part know. of the main I don't know. I just think their egos are all just too big, you know? Like something's got to give when you have all these big action stars together. Vin Diesel, The Rock, and Jason Statham all have little things in their contract that says how much they can get beaten up in the movies, how many fights they can lose, which ultimately makes your action movies bad, right? Because all the best action stars get their shit rocked all the time. Like Keanu Reeves in John Wick 4. You know how many lumps he's taken in that movie? Like the more you get fucked up, the better it is for the movie if you're an action star but i feel like these people don't really understand that they're like oh i gotta look like the biggest badass and i think the rock that kind of carries off into like his other movies too like i don't know black adam and stuff we'll get to the rock of it all because there's something here's the weird thing (laughs) about this i don't know vin diesel and an asshole thesis i he just doesn't seem like an asshole i don't know he just seems like a good guy i just don't get asshole vibes from him like i get more (sighs) asshole vibes from the Rock than Vin Diesel by a lot, actually. Yeah, like Vin Diesel seems chill. I don't know. Like, I mean, <laughs> obviously he can't be that chill, but he just doesn't give you those vibes. I don't know. He seems so. Counterpoint: There were a lot of rumors around the set of this particular movie, like Vin being kind of a diva, right? Like showing up late, you mm. know, not wanting to be professional, like on set. So, like, take that, you know, as rumors. But like, there were those stories coming out of this set, this particular set. Right? With no rock there, no Justin Lin. And that is the kind of thing that The Rock criticized him for. So, you know, fair point. Yeah. I mean, okay, I don't want to spend too much time bad mouthing this franchise, but another thing that I didn't particularly like about this movie, and I think it's starting to show, like, it's been kind of showing, but I think that Tyrese, Ludacris, other peripheral characters, like, aren't 
really working as well as they Agree used to. A thousand percent. I don't disagree. Yeah, like Tyrese and Ludacris didn't. Main yeah, cast members have work. been relegated to like comedy side act fucking minstrel shows. Like it's kind of fucking sad. Like they just don't have very much for Ludacris or Tyrese or Natalie and yeah. to do. Um, it's a very unfortunate. Also, another thing, the comedy in this movie kind of sucks. It was bad. The yeah. comedy yeah. in this movie is yeah. bad. I gotta agree with you, Derek, that this movie, the harder it tried to be funny, the less funny it was. And I did not dig any of the comedy in this. It, a lot of it felt flat. But the thing is that a lot of the people in this movie looked like they were having a blast, which I feel like I didn't get from eight and nine as much. I think Charlize is having way more fun in this one than the other two. John Cena is. I think he was kind of a dud in nine. And I don't think his story fun arc in this. in this one works that well. But he's yeah. having fun in this, I think. Yeah. He's fun in this. Yeah. He's fun in this. But everyone seems to be having a lot of fun. Brie Larson seems to be, like, really enjoying being the new addition to this universe. Alan Richson, too, you know. Jason Momoa. <laughs> Jason Momoa is having the Jason best time out of everyone. Yeah. He's having the best time of he his is. life, man. He's so fun. He's a highlight, I think. Yeah. He is absolutely the highlight. To, like, kind of piggyback off your point about the wasted main cast, mm-hmm. there's just a ton of wasted great actors in this. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of Guardians 3, which is a lot of actors I was excited to see, and I was like, oh, that's it. That's all you're going to do with them? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Rita Moreno's in this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> for like she's five minutes, yeah. She's a fucking EGOT. She's in a fucking <laughs> Fast 10 movie. And she's there for like ten seconds. And it's, yeah. just, it's a little. It's like, oh, all right, there and gone. You know, mm-hmm. you wish they were going to do something with these people. Helen Mirren gets nothing to do. Brie Larson kind of gets nothing to do. Yeah, she doesn't really get anything to do. I mean, Jason Statham is like all over the posters, all over the advertisements. Yeah, he's in it for like five minutes. He's in it for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Jordana Brewster, who's like, I don't know how, what they just don't know what to do. She with needs character. to be written out of these movies. Yeah. They kind of wrote themselves into a corner with Brian. Oh, absolutely. You know, like. Yeah, yeah, she just needs to be off with Brian. Like, she shouldn't be in these movies anymore. Because then it just makes it weird. Because then they're like, wait, technically in this universe, Brian's still alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why it's so funny. Because, like, it's so fucking weird. Unintentionally funny because, you know, everyone talks about Brian. Vin Diesel named his kid after him. And then, like, every time they bring up. Brian, it's like, oh, super sad and all that. But he's just like, oh, I'm too busy. I got to take care of the kids. I can't come to the barbecue. That's basically <laughs> yeah, all that is. There's the empty dead, seat man. at the table. Yeah, he's not yeah. dead. He's just not here. Yeah. You know? it's so but it's fun. weird that then his like, wife. wife and yeah, the mother exactly, of his children, exactly. and she's like in danger and like, I don't know, fighting international criminals. And he's like, oh, I'm just like kicking back with a cold one, taking care of the kids. Like, it's very weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just that. Yeah, like, I think she needs to go, if only because it just. Keeps making the Brian thing so weird. It's nothing against her. It's just weird. Yeah. It, it just highlights so much how weird that is. Yeah, there's just not a ton to do for so many of the cast. It's a shame because so many of them are so fun. Mm-hmm. Or like such good actress, actresses in other roles. And there's just like, they're either in it for two seconds or they're in the whole movie but given nothing to do. So yeah. I, I totally kind of agree and amplify your point, Derek. That's just what happens with these bloated casts, you know? Like, they're all pretty big stars. And then... A bunch of them are going to get the short shrift, you know? Like, and, you, and you pay them like $50 billion yeah, to like yeah. say two lines. I guess that's a good deal yeah, if you're yeah. an actor, right? You just – you you do your two takes of like yeah. 10 minutes you're in the film and you take your couple million dollars and you and you peace out. Yeah. 
I know it sounds like we're dunking on this movie a lot, but I just want to say that, like, the introduction of, like, the government agency stuff and the tech MacGuffins is bad. I think that's when the movie's kind of veered off into, like... Can we stop using the god eye? <laughs> the god's eye, yeah. yeah. I hate the god's eye stuff. I hate, like, the government agency, like, turning on them again. Called the agency? Called the agency. Yeah, <laughs> the name the agency bothered me so much in this fucking movie. Yeah. I don't know why it didn't bother me in the other ones, but they just keep saying it in this Because they kept saying it. We're the agency. rubs me they're, the wrong way. We're part of the agency. It's oh, just God. like, oh, come <laughs> on, man. Like, come on. It was yeah, a little yeah. tongue-in-cheeky kind of funny before and now it's just like all right like i hate it yeah i want to ask is kurt russell not in this movies because he doesn't want to be anymore or is he just too expensive or like what's going on or does he not act anymore is that it also i, I have no idea i mean that's why brie larson's in this movie right but did brie larson really need to be in this movie because scott eastwood is in this movie and he yeah, was right? a kurt russell stand-in <laughs> and then he got taken out of commission so now it's brie larson so yeah i think that's, that's kind of funny that's too but that's true yeah all right, we've been dunking on this movie a lot, and I don't want to keep doing that. So no, I, no, I will no, say keep that. Keep going, keep going. Like, <laughs> get it all out. Get it all, get out. It all out. We'll go back and forth. No, because I want you to get all your bullshit out there, and then <laughs> Jeff and I can tell you bullshit, why you're wrong. this is bullshit. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. No, it's fine. Uh, you want to switch to good stuff? Let's say good stuff. Well, I want to talk about some good stuff. Because all right, like, all right, all right. What did you uh, like? What did you like? We've already mentioned it. I think the best part of this movie, and the, one of my favorite villains, I guess, we've gotten from the Fast and Furious franchise is this Jason Momoa character and we kind of dunked on the comedy but I think some of his comedy actually oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I think all his comedy lands yeah he's a tremendously entertaining tremendously homophobic character it's great <laughs> is he homophobic character or he's problematic he's I don't problematic? know dude it's a little it's I a little know. I, just, I was like Ugh. I just saw him as queer coded or he's whatever just being, uh, he's just being a little I don't know I was like stereotypically uh, I was like I'm a little like I'm enjoying this but I can see how people could be uncomfortable mm. I don't know <laughs> I enjoyed it but yeah. you know I could see how people would be like what the fuck is he doing <laughs> I will say that you know one of my favorite scenes was the two guards that he kills and yeah. like yeah, yeah. plays around with them and like you he's know, like painting their like, nails. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's very it's, it's, like it's, I don't know, still dark, like, but it's pretty funny. Nineties super villains were like kind of vaguely queer coded, gay coded, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, 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 it's yeah. kind of that, right? Like yeah. he feels like he's out of a Saturday morning cartoon or something. Mm-hmm. But it's more of his like dress and his actions than his actual mannerisms and the way he talks. He's not like Scar from The Lion King. You know what well, I mean? Well, no, he's veering back and forth with his performance, right? Yeah, Like, yeah. there are times where he's kind of butches it up and is a little more masculine, and then there's times when he's definitely playing up queer-coding thing he's doing. Like, he does go back and forth. I kind of disagree with that. I do think there are times when he is acting a little okay, scar- okay. scarish. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I think he's great. I really enjoy it. I just was yeah. running out there right in front. I can see why people might have problems with it. But I thought he was great because it was probably the highlight of the movie for me. From when they announced him in the cast, I was like, oh, this is perfect for him. Yeah. Like, just – Big dumb guy energy is like this entire franchise. And, and he fits j- like perfectly into that. And that's him all over. Like it's so perfect. Uh, the last thing I'll say about the Jason Momoa-ness of this movie is that uh, I think this was a perfect kind of audition for him becoming Lobo. <laughs> I could definitely see like his Lobo now. You know, I, I would love it. So is he the final antagonist of this series then? See, I always thought it was actually going to make Charlize Theron's character the final villain you know like we'll get away from her for like a movie or two but then maybe she would be the final villain but i feel like they're now setting him up as the final villain right and like charlie Theron has like this weird turn almost in this movie that 
I don't quite believe. Uh, I wasn't expecting that, but she does a lot of good stuff with the character in this movie yeah. that I liked, even though like I don't actually think the turn is that believable. But she's eating up the scenery. I like the big fight with Michelle Rodriguez in the prison yeah. and the lasers. Yeah, the lasers fun. Her fight with Michelle Rodriguez is fun. I didn't like her fight with her goons. You didn't or did? I oh, did in the not. beginning? I liked yeah. it. It was okay. Uh, it bugged me. It's going to sound weird, but I don't really know a good way to say this. Oh, like, is it? Because she's like a a smaller woman and yeah, she's like taking on all just, these like, fully trained. Looks, I don't know. Maybe just because I know it's Charlize Theron. She's like, I don't know. What is she? Like five, eight hundred and thirty pounds or something. Mm. And just like kicking the asses of like multiple 220 pound guys. I mean, the entire movie is ridiculous. It's not like, oh, it's unrealistic, but it just falls on that wrong side of the suspension of disbelief line for me. Mm. Whereas like seeing John Cena do the same thing, it's like, well, I don't know. He's like six, five and 8,000 pounds. I guess that kind of makes sense. Like, I don't know. It just, uh, I don't know. This it has just, always like, bothered you more than it has bothered me. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Like the Charlize Theron thing bothered me. And then there was another one in there that it was a little like, eh. But I really liked the Michelle Rodriguez and Charlize Theron fight. That was fun. You know? That's like two kind of like equally yoked antagonists going at it. Like that was fun. Oh, I remember what the other one was. It's Mia in the house. Oh, okay. Kind of doing the same thing. Fighting those like SWAT guys or whatever. Um, more so than... Charlize's character, she was getting handled. Like, she wasn't able to really get out of the yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, that's when John Cena's character enters the, the movie, right? Cena! <laughs> One thing I think they chickened out on, I guess this is maybe spoiler territory, but they introduced, I think introduced, right? I don't think we knew her before, Elena's sister. Mm. Dom's, yes. like, mm-hmm. dead baby mama's sister. Yeah. yeah. So she's like a street racer in Brazil. Played by uh, Daniela Melchior, I think. Yeah. yeah. She's like a street racer in Brazil. And I think they kind of pulled their punches by not killing her. I agree. But all this series does is pull its punches. So, like, I'm not. Yeah, no one ever dies. No one ever fucking dies. What are you talking about? They killed the one guy from Fast Furious 5 that we saw that one time. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Sure. I think they shared a more tender connection with Elena's sister. And I think that would have been the person to kill to make this land a little harder, you know, like hit a little harder. Rather than the fucking guy from Fast and Furious 5 who's like the race promoter. Like, who fucking cares about him, you know? I don't know, guys. Can you really kill Elena's character and then also then kill her sister? You know what I mean? I would have been surprised if they did that. Like, (laughs) damn, that's fucking dark. Cold, right? Yeah. Yeah? All right. Let's talk about one of the twists of this movie, right? Is that... Alan Richardson's character becomes the head of the agency, which was originally the role that Kurt Russell played Mm -hmm. in the previous movies. But he's in the wind. He's in hiding. And Alan Richardson has stepped up to be this now lead of the agency. And part of the movie is that he's wanting to take down Dom take down the family because they're a threat to like the world, I guess, because, you know, there's a bombing that happens in the Vatican. And at one point, it looks like he's switching sides, right? He's team Dom now, right? Team Familia. But then the (laughs) twist is that, no, he was working with Dante, Jason Momoa's character, the whole time. He is that secret 
second character that we get revealed in Fast Five that's sitting in the, the room with Reyes. They've been working together the whole time to take down the family. And Dom, you guys seem to enjoy the twist, or at least the, it the Fast Five. Fucking it fucking rocks. It's yeah. so fucking funny. It's gotta be intentional. There's no way they didn't know it's that they were It's incredibly ridiculous, but yeah. I, I loved it. it. It worked for me. Yeah. It's the double pan that's so funny, because like... <laughs> In the first it scene, it's like, it is. oh, they pan from Hernan, and then it's like, oh, Jason Momoa is there the whole time. When they're ripping the safes out of the wall, it's like, oh, shit, Jason Momoa is there the whole time, you know? Like, it pans over. And then the second time, it pans over again. It's like, oh, Alan Richson's Ames was there the whole time. So it's like, these two additions, it's so fucking funny. I loved it. Does it Ugh. make sense? I don't know. I don't really care at that point. I don't know. Ames was kind of boring. Now he's kind of like... The Dante's heavy character, which I kind of like, too. Dude, fucking Alan Richson is fucking huge. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Did you see him next to Vin Diesel? He's, like, twice the size of Vin Diesel. That dude is massive. Have you guys seen Reacher by any chance? Oh, yeah. No, I, mean, I haven't awesome. seen Reacher. Yeah, Reacher's, Reacher's pretty good. Awesome. The funny thing about Reacher is that the character of Reacher, I haven't seen the show, but I just know that the character of Reacher is supposed to be this huge hulking guy. Yeah, he's yeah, supposed to be like Alan yeah. Richardson, right? But it's yeah, played by Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise in the movie, in the movies. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, before they do yeah. the, uh, the, the Amazon <laughs> show. That's yeah. funny. So they offered the character of Ames to Keanu Reeves first. I think that was originally intended to be Keanu Reeves. Oh. See, I would have really liked that. Because you know, don't cool. see like, Keanu Reeves too often as a villain, and I would have really enjoyed that. I think I kind of would have hated it. I don't know. Oh. I, I don't know. All I have to say is that now this movie is Dom versus the Aquaman, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got Jason Momoa as the DCEU's Aquaman, and then if people don't remember, Alan Richardson was Aquaman on Smallville. Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. Wow, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I think that's just so funny. But man, that is a, a double threat, a believable threat, I guess, for the family. I would love to see this kind of franchise go into this next movie is that Dante creates his own family, right? Like <laughs> bring back Cole. Is it Cole Hauser from Too Fast, Too Furious? He's not dead. Bring him back. Mm. Bring back the Japanese guy from Tokyo Drift, Brian T's character. I don't think he's dead. Yeah. Just create your own villain the family. Anti-family. The anti-family. <laughs> yeah. right? The injustice doms, right? Or <laughs> the injustice doms. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. That'd be pretty uh, sick, actually. That's a pretty good idea. I actually kind of <laughs> love the idea of an evil family now. I never it's <laughs> I'd never even heard of anything like that, and I, I love it, dude. That's a great idea. Okay, so the ending of this movie is a cliffhanger, right? You know, it was maybe people did know or people didn't know, but I mean, it was vocalized in the past that this would be a two-parter. Um, it doesn't say it in the title, but Vin Diesel has said this is supposed to be two. But then now he's potentially saying that there is room for maybe a trilogy. I think as of today, it's still not confirmed, but. I mean, I, I think that is one of my biggest issues with this movie is that now, I don't hate when movies are two parts. I just hate when they don't feel like the first part has like a significant ending. I agree with you. Yeah. So I had this whole thing spoiled for me uh, before mm-hmm. I even went to see it. Like I saw someone had posted like, oh, this is how the movie ends or whatever. I was like, oh, God damn it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this movie just fucking ends in the middle of a scene. You're like, okay. All it's right. <laughs> insane. <laughs> like wild. insane to me that how it ends. Like, uh, so if 
people don't know, uh, this is like heavy spoilers now. You know, Dom's crew, Ludacris' character Tyrese, uh, Natalie Emmanuel, and Han are like on a plane and they get shot down by like Alan Ritz's Ames character. So it looks like the plane crashes. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez and Charlie Sterling's character are stuck in Antarctica. And Dom and his son are like at the bottom of a dam and bombs are about to get set off to release all the water from the dam. And then the movie like cuts the black. Mm-hmm. Like literally Jeff is right. It like cuts in the middle of the scene. I felt really not satisfied with how this movie ends because there really isn't an arc. Right. Yeah. There is no real arc. It just gets to a point and then kind of ends. Yeah. I don't um, disagree. I think it's kind of funny. Yeah, I thought it was incredibly funny. I don't <laughs> care that much about the plot of these movies to be like, oh no, it wasn't a complete arc. I'm they were just like, fuck it, cut. Yeah, I feel like one. you guys like, are getting more enjoyment out of the joke of the movie. Oh yeah, now. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. at this point, what else could you do? If you're nitpicking these movies, these movies are not for you, I feel. You just yeah. gotta laugh at all this stuff, you know what I mean? Bringing back dead people. It's just like a running joke now. Like, Dude. people who you thought were right. dead, they're back. Um, Dude, the fucking sub reveal. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, wait. Which one comes first? Is it the? It's no, the sub it's reveal. The, the, the sub reveal is in the movie. The other one Got is it. okay in the mid credits. You're right. Yeah. So there's two cameos slash bringing back characters that one was presumed dead, and then one was like just not in the movies for a while. So the first one is a presumed dead character comes back to life. And that is... At this in- point, I feel like you can't even say presumed. She was fucking dead. Dead? Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I, don't I don't know how it. she could survive that. She okay, fucking so, yeah. <laughs> fell out no. of a plane without a parachute, but whatever. Um, right. So this character Jeff is alluded to is Giselle, right? The love interest of Haim that we saw presumably, I'm going to say it still, presumably die at the end of Fast 6, right? Like, I know this whole Fast and Furious stuff is like, they play fast and loose with who's dead and who's not. You know, they brought back Michelle Rodriguez's character already, and they brought back Han's character already. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I don't like the fact they're bringing back her character only because I felt like her death was very meaningful for, like, Han's character, right? And it was a death as an audience member really felt when I watched it. And you could say the same thing about Han. You could say the same thing about Michelle Rodriguez. They, yeah. It's all fucking meaningless. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, um, now it makes it meaningless. Like, yeah, yeah, like, okay. I mean, I think to Derek's point, it's meaningless now. Yeah, yeah But yeah, it yeah. wasn't then, right? Like, now it's so over the top and they've done so many times it's ridiculous. But it did mean something at one point. And I, yes, I think yes, 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 yes. I, like, get that Derek is kind of mourning that, right? Yeah. No, I yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah, but I mean, Gal Gadot is back, right? She's, I don't know how they're going to explain it. It makes it seem like she's working with Cypher and she's in control of this giant sub that, is it the same sub that we saw in Fast 8? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Her reveal but- is so funny too, because like, Letty and Cypher, they break out of the prison and they're in Antarctica and this giant sub just cracks through the ice and then the <laughs> opens the top and Gal Gadot's like, hello, with the binoculars. <laughs> and that's, and that's so fucking funny. Uh, it's fucking hilarious. And then the second big cameo comes, I guess, in a mid-credits sting. I, I guess one thing, you know, we've already mentioned is that like Dante is after Dom because Dom is one of the reasons his dad is dead, right? Like he blames a lot of... <laughs> 
of that on Dom and his Dom's family. This was another thing I did not even realize until the actual stinger that that's what actually happened in yeah, Fast Five. Because like, <laughs> I hadn't even seen that movie in so long. This is for me and Jeff and all the people yes. on our like low vibrational yes. wave. Like, <laughs> but Okay, so Dom drove the car that had the vault that hit Reyes' car, which severely injured him. But like the stinger says, the man that actually pulled the trigger was Dwayne Johnson's Hobbs. Hobbs, right? So this is the reintroduction of Hobbs into the main Fast and Furious franchise, right? Because Dante's like, you pulled the trigger, I'm also coming after you. So, yeah, Dude, we got Hobbs so back. fucking funny, because... <laughs> This whole movie, I thought, like, Hood and Reyes died because Dom swung a fucking safe <laughs> into his car and killed him. And then, in the end, that's not true. I didn't remember this in Fast Five. Fucking Dom just walks up to him and fucking double taps him when he's on the ground. And that's how he dies. I'm like, I did not remember that at all. Okay. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, coming back to the Fast and Furious franchise. Awesome. Or kind of sad. He's kind of coming back with his tail between his legs, isn't he? I don't know. I don't know. But I will say that these last two or three movies, I mean, I guess a lot of people have probably equated them. They're like the Infinity War slash Endgame of this franchise, right? If it's really going to be the end. I guess you kind of have to bring everyone back. I mean, if you're going to bring Gal Gadot back at one point, I guess this should be it now. You're going to bring Hobbs back. like You you don't have to bring him back. I mean... The only he, reason he came back was because Black Adam bombed. He pulled the trigger, Jeff. He pulled the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to rearrange the hierarchy of the DC universe. And then when he failed at doing that, he was like, all right, I guess I'm coming back to this. I guess it's I'm coming back. A little pathetic. And then Gal Gadot's the same way. Like, okay, I'm not Wonder yeah. Woman anymore. anymore so the dregs of I the DC back. universe coming back to Fast and Furious. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Um, man. I, I mean, this is... As much as I don't like this movie, I mean, it kind of got me. Oh, I'm happy he's back. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I'm happy that he's back. I mean, these two, yeah, reveals at the end kind of got me. I'm like, all right, if they're really going to bring back everybody, I really hope this is the end. And this is like going to be this epic movie where we see like every character that we've ever seen. But Um, someone who like prides himself with so much of his ego, like, I think, I don't know. It's kind of sad that he did this. It is. It is. Gal Gadot, not as much, because she's just like, okay, you know? She wasn't like, I fucking quit, I never want to come back yeah, here. Yeah, like, I I'll fucking never work with anybody, yeah. Yeah, that's what The Rock was like. He was like, I never want to work with these people again, and then now he's back. Like, not even, like, a year later, you know what I mean? I just think it's kind of funny. I think the only way to how Han knows Giselle is alive is that she's got to show up as, like, a dating profile, right? On, on his, <laughs> on his uh, right. Yeah, 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 dating yeah. profile. <laughs> yeah, that's actually very funny. I want to play a little fun little game with you guys. So, if, you know, we're bringing people back from the dead, that's one of the problems with this movie is just there's so many characters that you can't even focus. And I don't have, a, like, a really solid number, but this is, like, a quick number I took. How many people do you think they can bring back for this movie? Like, how many characters do you think are somewhat meaningful to the cast and to, like, around the, you know, how many villains we've had, how many, like, people that have been in the other movies? Like, how many people do you think they can use for this final movie? Because technically, they're all still alive. Okay, so you're not talking about resurrections. You're just talking about... No, so, I mean, if they're dead, they're dead. Unless it's Giselle, right? Which we've shown them brought back. Elena's out of the question, right? Because we think she's dead. She's most likely dead. She's coming back. There's no way. She's the only one. She's the only one. No, but like, you'd be surprised. Like, how many characters do you think 
potentially like could in be in this universe. In that this can universe, be used in the used last two movies. The, yes, yes. Well, I don't even know. Like, where are we in terms of like? time in this movie this is the latest right there's no other movies after this no but i mean like in the timeline of the universe as well yeah yeah this is like the latest we're, we're in. okay so we're yeah. like all right because i know there was some weirdness with tokyo drift no right? we've, we've passed tokyo drift it's right? definitely yeah. gonna be more than you expect because like they're definitely gonna be characters that i don't know someone like me and amir won't even fucking remember their names or like even remember that they were in these movies what about the tokyo drift kid <laughs> yeah the tokyo drift kid uh, um devin aoki's character Devin Aoki's character. Yeah, there's so many. These little bit players. I don't know. I want to say like 75. No. <laughs> okay, that's a little too much. <laughs> I would say I, like, I burst your bubble immediately. I would say like five that I like would recognize and be like, oh, that's them? Wait, like in addition to the main cast? No, no. Including the main cast. Including the main cast. Well, how many people are in the main cast? Okay, so in, in this main cast that we're kind of like dealing with in just in this movie... I counted, I think, 17. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, that sounds about right. I believe that. Okay. In addition to those 17 from, like, all the other movies that you can kind of pull from that are potentially still alive, there's almost another 17 more people. I was going to say, it's probably double that number. Yeah. (laughs) Really? Like, you got to remember, like, Ava Mendes is still alive, Oh, yeah. Holy shit. I already said Cole Tannhauser's character is still alive. You can bring him back as a villain. You can bring back all the Tokyo Drift people, right? Like, Vanessa Kirby from Hobbs and Shaw. Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, 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 Hobbs and Shaw. Dude, it's insane. Like, how many people are still potentially pullable? Like, you could use, what, it, uh, Cardi B is fucking still alive in this universe. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, John Cena's coming back. He's not dead. There's no fucking way. There's no body, no, no death. No body, no death, right? Even yeah, when there he, is a body, they'll bring him back in this fucking series. So, <laughs> like, that doesn't even fucking matter. He's definitely not dead. Like, that's a fake out 100%. Someone needs to make a meme, because I'm not going to do it, of the explosion from this one when he dies. And then he's just standing off to the side with Kurt Russell's Standing off to the side with Kurt Russell's character watching his car explode. Somehow. That's what I need. Well, Kurt Russell's character. Life. That's another one who can come back. That's another yeah. one that could be brought back. It's just the two Brazilian guys from Fast Five that we've only seen maybe once or twice more. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of characters that they've set up, just haven't really brought back, but they could. They could. You know what they should have done in this one? Another death that could have stuck more, like, kill Brie Larson. You know what I mean? Nah. Like, they had a mm. shot, you know, like, nah. have Jason Momoa kind of mean business, you know? There's no reason he left her alive. I don't shot her think, in the shoulder. I don't think she matters enough for you to kill her. Yeah, but she's like a big name star, you know. She's a fucking yeah, Oscar but she winner. just I would showed say up. She matters more than like the guy who seconds. died in the car, right? <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, well, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. But I don't think she matters enough that if you kill her, it matters. I, I think, like, if you're not going to yeah. kill Elena's sister, you might as well kill Brie Larson. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I think it should have been Elena's sister. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Scott Eastwood's character is still alive. Like, you could have killed him, I guess, right? You know what I mean? And it's still not meaningful, but like... All right. Also, we did talk about the big set piece in this movie, the Italy thing with the bomb. Kind of loved it. It was kind of fun. The big ball that's going down? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of fun. very silly. I was, was like, so where is he ridiculous. getting all its momentum? It just the CG like... CG is so bad, though. I don't know. Like, that magical ball that just keeps rolling no matter what. It was kind of goofy. I don't know. I think I'm halfway between you guys on that one. I, <laughs> I liked elements I of I like the goofy stuff. Anytime Dom does something absolutely ludicrous with his car, it's just so fucking funny. I don't know. Just defy the laws of physics completely. 
riding down the dam as it's exploding. That was cool. That cool. was cool. I'll take that That's one. That's like 80s <laughs> I'll, action I'll admit movie. that one. I like that one. <laughs> Catching his son with a car, you know. That was cool, too. Yeah. I will say that I am very tired of these movies teasing a race and not actually having a real race. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah, do yeah. really want to see a race again. You know what I mean? Like, I do think, like, these movies have outstripped the usefulness of the races. Like, there's so much other insane shit going on in these movies that the pleasures of, like, a simple street race are, like, it's just not going to compare to... I don't know. Maybe it's not true. I don't know. Maybe you can still have, like, a street race and then have it be, like, entertaining. But... Yeah. I would like to see a race, but... <laughs> maybe it wouldn't work. I don't know. They just keep teasing it. It's just never going to happen again, I guess. I mean, also... Another thing is, like, I want to touch upon the humor in this movie that fell flat for me, because, I don't know, usually Roman and Tej are pretty funny to me. Yeah, they don't work. They don't work in this one. They fucking suck in this one. What happened? I don't know. Like, the whole, like, get your receipts didn't, like, really hit with me. Yeah. Even the humor around, like, Han and him eating the brownie was, I get it, Han likes to eat stuff, you know, like, that's his one noticeable character trait is that he likes to eat so let's have him eat a pot brownie and then oh let's have jason statham mistakenly think he's pulling a gun when he's just trying to pull a bag of chips out of his bag like all right that was kind of funny because that was like (laughs) in character (laughs) yeah yeah, um but like that pot muffin was like nothing like why did you have that and then like fucking roman's throwing powder in the fucking internet cafe like did i miss something was that supposed to be funny did that was that supposed to mean something i was like what is that yeah they were not funny at all roman had this little arc where he was trying to be the leader and then like he got bamboozled by fucking jason momoa just just a little nothing arc yeah that didn't bother me quite as much as the humor landing pretty flat yeah because the one thing you kind of rely on for these guys is to be the comedic relief in these movies and they just didn't hit so like my interest for these guys are running a little bit more thin now because of that also, they, like, completely reckoned uh, Ludacris's fighting skills. He's been able to fight for a couple movies. Yeah, but he can't fight in this one. I thought he could. He was just fucking wrestling with Roman this oh, whole that's movie, true. right? That's true, yeah. When, like, in the last one, he fucking wrecked that dude in front of uh, Natalie, Natalie Manuel's yeah. character. Can't you're right, you're right, you're right. Assume <laughs> that Roman can also fight, too, though? Like, they're both, I don't know, or they're just not taking super it criminal action fight each other. stars, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And fucking Pete Davidson's in this movie now. Yes, for about he, two seconds. He could be part of the family. Let's turn him into part <laughs> of the family. I think it's a strange world when uh, Amir and Jeff love a Fast and the Furious movie more than I do. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Don't go crazy. Now. <laughs> but I think it's better uh, than eight and nine. You think this is the worst one? I do. I that's do not like this one. I'm sorry. I don't. I, I just think, like I've said, the set pieces were not effective to me, and they're not as memorable. I'm sorry. And the humor didn't hit. Like, fucking Nine had... They fucking went to space. As silly as that shit was. It was funny and, like, it's fucking crazy. Like, I remember that. Like, I I don't know. All right. Double pan mole reveal. Way better than (laughs) fucking Roman and Tej going to space. You know what I mean? I hated space. Okay. I did hate space, but it was just like, okay, that's fucking silly. When I was laughing my ass off with the fucking double reveal. It's so fucking (laughs) funny. This went far enough that it went back around and became funny again. That's true. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. bad, it's good. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, Nine I, had fucking, I don't know, we had God's Eye before. Now Nine had Project Ares, which is like, oh, I can hack into any computer system. It's fucking so boring. 
You know what I mean? I thought John Cena was kind of a dud in Nine too, uh, but I liked him in this. I thought his I little the, subplot with yeah. the kid was fun. He was more was John Cena in this. He's a little more fun in this. He wasn't just yeah, like yeah, this yeah. big stoic soldier that like, was able to kind of not in line with his character in Nine, but whatever. Who you cares? Know? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, I don't like Eight either. I think Evil Dom is like that plot line is dead on arrival. Because you know he's not really evil. He's being blackmailed or, like, coerced into doing all this shit. It just drags the whole movie down. And I like Charlize Theron when she's able to play, like, the gray area a little more in X2 in this latest one. I think That's 8 fair. and 9 are the pits. I think this one is at least a little more fun. That's fair. That's fair. I don't necessarily agree, but it's fair. <laughs> Louis Leterrier. What do you guys think of him? He's fine. I think he's... Fine. You know, when you think about when movies switch directors, especially like what mid movie, I mean, the last really bad example was Justice League, right? Like you really mm. could see the seams of that movie. Like yeah. this one wasn't like that bad. Like I didn't no. really yeah, see it. He slotted in pretty well to take over for Justin Lin. Yeah. I mean, Leteria himself is a pretty decent journeyman director, right? Like, and he's, he's done, done a bunch of action, action like yeah, 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 action movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, MCU, he's directed The Incredible, Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. I think it's fine. Like, this movie does well enough, and they seem confident in him enough. I guess he's going to take the reins for maybe the, the rest of the movies, right? I think he's already signed for at least this one and 11. 11, okay. Is there a 12? Yeah. Potentially. They keep saying that, but I don't know if it's actually true. I don't know. I kind of hope not. You kind of <laughs> hope not? You're the super fan. You got to be know. on board until... This franchise's last this dying This really breath. hurt him. Damn. You cannot give up. Especially when we're on board now. Yeah. 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 You finally got us. <laughs> you guys are part of the family? Yeah, we're That's family. So funny. I'm, yeah. I'm like Dom in eight. Like, I, I'm turning for now, but then, then I'll come back. I'll come back. <laughs> I'm not really gone. <laughs> Unless you guys have anything else that will conclude this week's episode. Jeff, where can people find more of your work? You can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com, and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at strangeharbors. What about you guys? You can find me rolling up to Derek's upcoming nuptials in a submarine. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's right. We'll yes. both be there. So. Uh, congratulations, yes. Derek. Pre-congratulations. Pre-congratulations. <laughs> the camera's right. going to pan over. It's going to be revealed that we're there the whole time. You know? <laughs> It's just going to pan over twice, right? It's going to be you yeah. and then Amir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes, you could find me at the World's Okay's Photos on Instagram. But if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our show is to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do us a favor and give us a great rating. It really helps to get our voices out to more people. Yeah. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions on our episode on Fast X. Feel free to shoot us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com. We like getting listener mail. Sometimes we read it on the pod. And I expect everyone to be listening to this episode because we <laughs> need to beat the highest rated episode of our podcast, which was the last Fast and Furious episode. So listen to this one. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week, everybody. See you guys then.